episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined, as always, by the interrupter, Kyle Vester. How's it going, anyways, Kyle? What's up, dude? Not bad. Pretty not bad? I'm pretty not bad. I burnt my light today. You burnt your leg. Like, really badly. At the gym. No. Doing squats. No. Leg thigh burns. No. But yes. <laughs> How did you burn your leg? Uh, Actually, I guess I technically froze it. If you freeze it, uh, is it a burn Freezer after? Freezer burn, dude. Liquid nitrogen will burn you. Well, I had that's burn, what I did. I had to burn fucking warts off yeah, my hand. Yeah, that's what I, I did. Burned. So yeah, that's a burn. Yeah, but I fucked up. What do you mean? I don't he's, know how bad he's, that he's is. He's propping his leg up on the yeah. table. It looks, I mean, kind of bad. Yeah. It looks like uh, it looks like you <clears throat> touch it against a really hot muffler. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but I put I made the cone out of paper, but I'll and then use like upside down air duster. But it leaked. Oh, you just poured it on. I it leaked out. You're an idiot. What do you mean? You're supposed to take a Q-tip and dab it. No, I saw a thing. You're supposed to like you get a little funnel. You can pour it in there, and then it sits on top. Okay, maybe a real funnel, but not out. a homemade yes, paper know. one. I thought it would work. And dude, if it no, wasn't perfectly flat. Nobody could see this, by the way. It's on like the back of his calf. It's really bad. So yeah, it's really I think it's gonna awkward. be a permanent mark. Very awkward. If you were to have to reach out with both hands, very awkward. So maybe in the diagram, it's like pour into cone, but like reach around your back of your ass. That wasn't a problem. Make Flexible a thing. enough, put it up on the bed. What I mean is you can't really see slash control the pour. That wasn't pouring liquid nitrogen. Oh, what were you Upside doing? Upside down air, uh, aerosol. Oh. Air duster. You were just, which is, is also freezing or cold. Or wart. Yeah. It's also freezing cold. I've never seen a wart on someone's like middle of their leg. Me neither. <laughs> like, I don't even know where it came usually from. Usually hands and feet get it warts. It just kind of like showed up. Did you let someone fuck the back of your knee, Kyle? Yeah. Do you have genital warts on the back of your it's knee? It's the only way I like to fuck. <laughs> Did you get up to anything Can't believe I didn't get it on the other one. Last week. Fuck my legs. <laughs> fuck the backs of my thighs. Fuck the back of my legs. That's woke why you're going eight... to the gym to do squats. Yeah, dude. Woke up. That's like Kegels week. for you. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep that shit tight. Yeah. Yeah, woke up at 8 a.m. I decided that's what I'm going to do now. You're an I won't let myself. Well, I just won't let myself sleep in. Otherwise, I can sleep it as much as I want. Tell me what you told me before that you turned the mic on. I don't remember. About you had a dream. You slept. Through. Oh yeah, today I fucking. <laughs> I was. I've been waking up at eight a.m. and I'm fucking exhausted. And I was dreaming before that I'd slept through, and I was like slept through, and it was like nine thirty, and I was so like, oh it. fuck, I just guess I missed it. Then I woke up and it was seven forty-five, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I really didn't want to go. I said that's your subconscious being like really like. Let's not go today. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on, just sleep in. You already missed it. Turns not out you lie. It. I had Joe Rogan in my head, and he's like, uh, sometimes your inner bitch comes out, and you just got to tell it to shut the fuck up. And I was like, you know what? Inner bitch? I'm getting up. Shut the fuck up. I'm pouring liquid nitrogen on my leg. I don't have to get up. I'm choosing to. Oh, um, we had a great time. I used to steal those from my high school. I stole my teacher's keys have i told this story on the podcast before no in grade I so. eight i stole my teacher's keys from her desk which had keys to ever all the classrooms and the gender like every, the whole school basically i don't i never went into the main office but i probably could have anyway okay. so i stole her keys and then the next class or like maybe it was the next week but very soon after she lost her keys and she held us in lockdown, and it was the class before lunch, and she said, no one can leave till you give up my keys. My keys went missing in this exact class yesterday, 
and you they're gone. You stole them the day before. Well, I, I had stolen them. Yeah. Someone else stole them for sure the no, next day. She she found them in her purse after like oh, twenty no. minutes, and she was <laughs> so embarrassed. And then obviously, completely off the hook from the day before. Like yeah. I guess I lost them twice. And then so I had keys for all of high school from grade eight. I had keys to the fucking high school. And uh, we didn't do anything really epic with them, but I did That's steal. Awesome. I did steal gum remover, which is the same as keyboard cleaner. You just hold it upside down, mm-hmm. and we. I stole like all that was going missing by the. Were oh, you case. huffing it? No, we were spraying it on each other in the washrooms and stuff like that. What? Like I don't know. After rugby games, I just fucking pull one out and just spray people in the dick and balls, and like like with the liquid or the air. So. The keyboard cleaner, you said you hold it upside down? Yeah. So the gum remover is made to go upside down like a spray paint can. So it's the same thing. It's like if I held it right side up, it would spray air into the air. Yeah. But if you hold it upside down, it's the liquid. So you were freezing people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's gum remover. You're supposed to like freeze the gum and chisel it off. Uh So yeah, I'd be like, I'd take out two cans and fucking walk in there and spray people in the dick. That's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I got, like, damage, serious damage to my leg. Maybe they have serious dick damage, dude. Just no nerves at the end of their dick. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, it's you not like, like, I mean, like, we didn't ca- hold them down and fucking chemically get them. chemically castrate I would, them, dude. you know, like, walk by and go, you know, that kind of shit. It was fun at parties. Like, it was fucked up. My leg, when I took the thing off and I'd realized it leaked out, because you don't really feel it because it's frozen, it was rock hard. Like, my skin. Yeah, it literally freezes it. That's yeah. what, you burn off warts. Yeah. So... Um, last week on the podcast, somebody asked us about biblical monetary policy, and they basically said, does the Bible endorse the Republicans or the Democrats? And I don't like the divisive, divisive nature of your question. If you go by uh, U.S. culture, it's Republican all day. I left my fucking notes that I really need. We'll time you. Oh my god, already out of breath. That's fucking embarrassing, dude. And we're back, baby. So, uh, can't remember what the last thing I said was because that's You're looking the most for your notes. exercise I had. No, the guy, the guy's question about mon- biblical monetary po- policy. <laughs> dude, you're, you're in rough shape. I know. Biblical monetary policy. I had to run for literally 20 <laughs> seconds. I ran down the stairs, back up the stairs to get my keys, down the stairs, to the car, up the stairs. That's three trips up the God, stairs. yeah. Did you ever run stairs when you were training for sports? Um, yeah, like a couple times. What I did do, though, is at the top of my hill there was sand dunes, and I saw Walter Payton run up sand dunes, so I would run up sand dunes at the top of my hill. I don't know if it made me faster, but it made me tired. Cool story. So... Last week, we were asked a question about biblical monetary policy. Mm-hmm. Basically, does the Bible support the Democrats or the Republicans? I hate the divisive nature of your question. And also, I want to preface this by saying if you want to get monetary policy from a 3,000-year-old book, you're a fucking retard and delusional. That said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I only took economic basics. Micro and Macro 101 in business school before I dropped out. Me too. Yeah, suck it. Those were my favorite uh, courses, by the way. Yeah. I uh, came up with my own. I like microeconomics because our teacher was cool and you could actually debate him. Yeah. And like discuss the topic at hand, which was interesting. He wasn't just like, fuck you, learn this, read this part of the textbook, see you later. 
He actually wanted to talk about stuff. He's an old hippie. Well, I love economics, actually. If I was to study something in school, maybe it would have been economics because it's really a question of human behavior. How do humans behave under mm-hmm. certain rules? How would you apply it? Yeah. Well, like... To make money. The, I wouldn't apply it to make money. I'm interesting, interested in the subject. Who gives a fuck then? Okay, I, you only have a certain amount of time in life, dude. This uh, Use it to better it. The way the, I, I said this one time, and my friend thought it was smart, so I remembered it. Now I'm. This is me quoting myself. My friend thought it was smart. Yep. I think God, that- you're gonna give Trump a run for uh, the narcissism title. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, My friend said this is pretty awesome. By the way, it's a thing no, I, I said, I, and I here said we go. As, like I said that as like self awareness. That so I'm about to quote myself. I know. I was instead of just kidding. literally saying my own opinion. Okay, here it is. I'm gonna quote it, and the quote prefaces someone else said this was really smart. All right, fair enough. I can see. The, th- the point is, the thing that I like about economics is really a study about human behavior. So, like, economics is looking through, uh, you know, biology is, like, looking at the world through, like, a microscope on, like, an organism, like, chemical level. Mm-hmm. Uh, economics is looking at the world through maybe, like, a satellite big picture, like, human behavior from a big picture level. Depends on kind of economics. I and then, think, like, but... stand-up comedy is looking at the world through like a funhouse mirror it's like a weird reflection of human behavior those are like i like three... that last one yeah so that's exactly what stand-up comedy is yeah it's the fun, it's a fun house, house me you're looking at it and you're looking it at reflects yourself reality skewed yeah yeah well it's your own biased that's the thing i hate about people uh getting mad about other people's comedy remember how good patrice o'neill was at telling his own version of the truth, yeah, you know, and how funny it was. Do you agree with every? Do I think he was one of the funniest comics of all time? Did I agree with everything he said? No, no. Did I think it was wildly hilarious every time? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So what are we doing here? We're fucking like, around. Yeah, but apparently not anymore. So we're very important to society, comedians. We're the last, according to other comedians, last bastion of truth, dude. Fucking jerk offs. Um, that's why. I mean, so anyways. To Every answer this guy's question, I just want to slap. He sent us some article basically saying uh, some some people think the Bible's leftist in that it's socialism, help the poor, love your neighbor, and Jesus mostly followed those. And then if you go to the Old Testament, here's the thing: if you're to take monetary policy from a three thousand year old book that that was written over the course of fifteen to two thousand years, yep. you can find evidence of both sides. Okay, so the Old Testament, you could say, was more conservative. Um, Is there any direct uh, writings related to it? What do you mean? Like the year of Jubilee and don't charge interest? I was just about to get into it. Okay, so yes. Okay, so I don't have biblical sources for this, but you can find them. Um, we talked about it in on the podcast in Numbers and Leviticus. So the Jew, So the thing about this, I'm going to pref- another preface to this thing. This is a closed monetary system. As in the Jews had their own currency and they tra- traded with themselves and the neighboring countries had their a own question, though. different kind of currency. Everyone's currency was made up in precious metals, so is it yeah. relevant what if you had your well, own you currency? Well, you had different states, uh, stamps, but no, a shekel, silver, a shekel weighed the same as whatever they, they're measuring, right? Exactly. So well, everyone shared a currency effectively. It is relevant. If it's a gold trading, silver trading standard, okay, but unless they discriminate- they did discriminate and certain but couldn't you just melt it down you could and they did that all the time oh okay but so it's not really an effective system no but it's a closed at closing people off little system and there's a lot more barter than there was money right (laughs) sure 
So the Old Testament says they have rules uh, about how Jews can't charge interest to other Jews, but they can charge foreigners interest, yeah. which is good for the you know their own closed system. That's not necessarily a good global system. How do you think? You know, how, there's probably some very there's definitely some practicing Jews that still do in this banking. Today? Yeah, I just mean in high up jobs, right? That actually have control over loans, if some capacity that absolutely charge the fucking interest of everybody um probably yeah for sure and how do you rationalize that the human mind is they, they because i know one thing that i heard like the jews specifically in new york were known for and how they got such a good economy in new york city was because they would do personal loans to each other at zero interest yeah and friends and family but that's not a someone at the head of a bank can't do that no and but they, well how do you but what if they're a practicing you, Jew? How do you would you rationalize it to yourself? And that's one of the few things that is specifically a Jew only. Just, let's look at other any religious person of any religion has contradictions that they live in their life here's, every day. Here's just, okay, don't even answer it. It's just a funny thought. Some guy running home to turn the light switches on before Sunday. Sunday. The Sabbath. But then sp- <laughs> fucks over everyone all day with loans. Uh, fucking two percent of them being Jews. Dude, the next thing I'm about to say is right? every yeah, the year of Jubilee. Every fifty years, forgive all loans, forgive them completely, entirely. Every fifty years, forgive all loans. Five zero. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, a specific day though. So if you got what, it's not like every fifty years. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you think any bankers follow that policy either? No. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's that's ancient. I also didn't have. I had a very busy week, and I didn't have that much time to, a, to study this. A lot of Dan this. Carlin and drinking. Uh, it was yesterday. All right, we're co- recording back to back days, <laughs> and I only had about an hour to do this. And so, um, and then if you get to the New Testament, mm-hmm. this is more the socialism left side, where Jesus, but it's directly contradictory. In one of the websites I was reading, this is a fucking classic. I typed in biblical monetary policy and clicked on the first like five links and read and quoted some verses. And so, you know, lengthy preamble, and then they always say, now, what appear to be a direct contradiction at first read, that's just a classic. What would appear (laughs) until you actually knew what was going on? I was about to tell you how this actually makes sense when on the surface it seems like it is a direct hypocrisy. So in Luke 8.18, it says, to those who have, more will be given, and to those who don't have... What they even seem to be have will be taken from them. What? So for those who are so you rich get people more stuff, will get more stuff. Poor people we'll, we'll, will get what less, little they have taken away. Less, right? Yeah. Then in Luke 12, uh, 48, it says, Too much is given, much will be required. And too much is entrusted, much will be demanded. Literally the direct opposite of the last quote four chapters later. Yeah. They're that close together too? Who's saying the? Who's quoting these? Uh, this is the Gospel of Luke, and he is quoting Jesus himself. <laughs> so these are both Luke. No, and he's it's quoting Luke Jesus, writing down. Yes, what I understand, Jesus but says. both of them are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Not so for... what seems to be a direct contradiction is a direct contradiction, <laughs> and there's no explaining around it. Yeah, and what do you even do with that? How did they attempt to do that? Uh, they attempted to. Uh, you know, I can't really honestly remember because I was just so angry at that. That I kind of drew my own conclusions, which are, this is complete horseshit. We need a young T here writing down these, like, things 
these I, I read it I, I can't really remember I remember being like that makes they just kind of waved it away they're like it this appears to be a direct contradiction but actually if you look uh, rich people can afford to give more and then also afford to do more for society so so it, give all the rich people money so they can give more the just small gestures yeah. for the poor and too much uh, but why would they take away from the poor how do you explain that away that doesn't I, matter. I think that's kind of human nature. So, one of the some of the most no, it practical, is human nature. Some, yeah, but some of the most practical biblical <laughs> advice comes out of the Book of Proverbs, uh, which you know, obviously by its name, it's just basically witty sayings or like truisms. I don't even know what a proverb is. Here's an example of one: Proverbs twenty-two seven: "The rich rules over the poor; the borrower is slave to the lender." That's just fact it's effectively true yeah i mean right that's just luckily we have stop gaps in our society where you can go bankrupt yeah well luckily yeah yeah or else you go to if you had to pay off any debt you ever like at any cost slavery is biblical you can take a foreigner into slavery from them being in debt you can't enslave a jew from being in debt but you can take a foreigner into slavery Hmm. what does it say about um uh getting uh Indians and Pakistanis to come over and you take their passports and then you turn them into slaves. It says uh, slaves obey your masters. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. Okay. It doesn't say much about the. T- I get how in these fucking backwards ass countries that still are crazy religious, like that take the Bible literally still. Mm-hmm. Like, U.S. is a Christian country that does not take the Bible literally. Yeah. No. Oh, almost at all. There's a very, very small percentage of people that do. But in some of these countries that still do, I get why they would fucking be like, yeah, what's wrong with slavery? Literally says a thousand times to do it and that they owe you their life. Yeah. I can't really speak for the Quran, but my never, I won't even talk about it then. That's why I didn't bring up the Quran. But it, the point is, it's in the Bible and there's so much crossover. We have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the Quran's actually worse well, than that. Well, the Muslim aspect, slave but... traders were notorious. Yeah, yeah, they I were heard, worse than the I Christian I heard it was slaves. worse, but I hadn't read it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read it. So. Well, I know from history that <laughs> yeah. they took a lot. I don't know what the Quran says. Well, they're still doing it. So, <laughs> so track record on. And uh, so, my last point about this topic of uh, mo- biblical monetary policy is the Bible covers a lot of big picture things, fret, like theft. You can't do fraud. You can't do lying. You can't do and a lot of monetary policy, dishonest, weird front loaded mortgages or back end mortgages or however you ever want to word it and stuff. So all that kind of stuff, I think the Bible covers in kind of be a good person. Say what you mean. Don't fucking lie to people. Don't trick and manipulate. Yeah, it says it says all that. It's almost how that's we got how we got the housing crisis. Yeah. So to answer your question outright. The Bible supports literally the both and the left, depending where you want to read it from. And you guys can continue to fight over it like retards. You're delusional to take monetary policy from a 3,000-year-old book. That's my conclusion. Now, I, I today, I mm-hmm. went for uh, a hot tub with uh, a friend of mine and my father's. He's my father's friend first. Still, dope. Do you old... want to go hot tub and after? Maybe. Uh, let's talk about I that later. I don't want to go hot tub. Um, so this guy is, uh, I love this guy, right? I consider him a wise man. I think he's very smart, but he fully believes the Bible. So that's kind of a contradiction. It's, I don't, I don't see it as that because I don't think until, I think the part of your brain that has to accept this indoctrination yeah, 
is not related to intelligence because you're just ignoring it. You're not rationalizing that and be coming up with – you didn't organically come up with that with your religious choice. You're indoctrinated. His, it's his, not like you weighed all the choices. He's a big this. creationist guy in that um, we had to come from somewhere. Okay, so he entropy, likes science. Entropy and can't be a, reversed. Yeah. There had to be a first cause. You know, if there was a, if we were created, we were probably created for a reason. Things don't get created, and he kind of reasons it that way. And you know, that's maybe. Wait, the, what? What's his reason? Entropy can't be reversed, and then what? The, so entropy can't no. be reversed. Things break that, down instead yes. of like coming together. Uh-huh. So that means there must have been some sort of first cause to put everything in motion, right? What do you mean? Things, if na- things naturally break oh, down, some start. something okay. fixed it yeah, or like reversed it. Big Bang or God. Yeah, or God or energy, yeah. whatever you want to say. And then he extrapolates from that point that if we were, why would you create something for nothing? There must be a reason. We're important. All This, this is what's going to happen after you die. All the stuff. Anyways. Why does the reason have to be we're important? Because it says so in this book. Because he wants to feel important. And it, and it says so in this book. Because he wants a God that looks out for him. Because he wants to feel like he matters. He wants to see his fa- family, his parents when he dies. All those things. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't understand living in that in that world. Me neither. But th- I said all that to say this. I'd like to talk to this guy, and he's mm-hmm. kind of fucking far out there. I consider him a smart dude. He's very well read. He's up to date with the news and stuff. So I was talking to you him. Should interview him. Could, uh, you, could you make that happen? I doubt he would want to do it, but I'll ask him. No, oh, just yeah, no pressure. So I was talking. Because here's to him. the thing: is this is the fucking hot seat. This is uh, you're coming on to Tucker Carlson now. Yeah. <laughs> what does he call his fucking show? It doesn't matter. So we were talking about the state of the world, and I'm doom and gloom. I I, I mean. I know that not very many people listen to this podcast and we're not that influential, but even in our limited scope of influence, I really don't want to cause more harm or do anything worse. But this is what he said to me. So I was like, so what's what do you think is going to happen in the upcoming election? And he's like, well, have you been listening? You know, I was like, so what is like because he's real into the prophets and the weird like the new age, like predictions. What like- prophets do they Dana Covington is the guy's name that Neil and he's a, to me. a recent prophet. Yeah, this a living prophet. This came out so not the YouTube like a video, dead prophet. I I watched literally five seconds of the YouTube video just to find out if the guy existed, and so this is his predictions from June twentieth, twenty twenty. Okay, mm-hmm. New York, a literal fireball in five weeks. Nuclear attack from the Russians and a simultaneous invasion. I told you I didn't watch the I video. I love these this is, guys. This is Neil's. Pick something recent. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Simul- simultaneous invasion from China on the West Coast and Russia on the East Coast taking over the United States. So they're Russia's teaming up with China yeah. in this scenario. Yes, yes. And the, I can believe- the bombs will come in. They will be controlled nuclear explosions. Mm-hmm. They will be smuggled in in briefcases or backpacks through some sort of port and not traceable. And that's that's so that's. Okay. His fucking right. right. So five weeks from untraceable, now, like some kind of container that can God with, can trace it. Withhold God can fucking withhold trace the it. as much radiation as it takes to blow up the United States. <laughs> but no one's what gonna I mean is not immediately trace traceable it. as a missile, like what? we know where it came from. Oh, oh, like, they're missiles. No, like smuggled in on ships. That's what I said. That's yeah. like Im- fucking impossible. Yeah. The what amount of radiation that shit gives off is immediately traceable. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know this. This is. Again, I didn't watch the original YouTube video. I talked it to Neil matter. in a hot It's stupid anyways. So, so it's retarded. Yeah. 
So then I go, okay, and I'm like, what the Did fuck? Did you ask that? him what happens? Do you still believe? I would just want to ask, would you still believe what this guy says if that doesn't happen in 15 days? Neil has And a book. why are you still here? Yeah. If you believe that's going to happen, go. Dr- I'd be driving up north he, he as thinks, far as I could fucking he go. Canada's going to come away unscathed. How? He also Nuclear thinks, fallout. He told Have me you ever heard of that? A different time. A different time. He's told me he has a book. 88 Reasons Why Christ Will Return in 1988. So that's a yeah. book that he bought, that he read. My grandma used to think that, that Jesus was coming for like the last 10 years. Yes, they keep getting burned. And now she's like a little disenfranchised with it and never talks about it or brings awesome. it up anymore. Well, here's the thing. I, I was like kind of hoping she would die with that thought because now she's kind of like. Well, I guess he's not a whole A coming. church says he was coming for like the last 40 years and... Uh, I haven't seen him. <laughs> Still waiting. Well, Jesus she said... Kept, she used to always say she was going to be alive for the rapture. Jesus said, you don't know the man. It comes like a thief in the night. Any day now, always be prepared. And yeah. literally, the apostles thought it was... The, the people that saw Jesus thought he was coming back in their lifetime. The first generations of saints thought it. Every single generation you know of Christians has he, believed here's it. Here's the thing about dead people. They don't come back. Yes, they're retards. <laughs> These people are fools. So... They weakened at Bernie's Jesus for like a day, and, then, <laughs> and everyone was like, holy shit. That's hilarious. So I called up my mother on the, yeah. on the way here in the car, and I said to her, uh, I've been talking to Neil. Apparently, Dana Covington is uh, predicting New York in a ball of flames in five weeks. I'm like, do you have any thoughts on that? Does she know who this person is? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they, and she so he's goes, within the scene. He's prominent. Yeah. So, well, here, I'll tell you in a second what my mom's taking. So my mom says to me, um, don't throw pearls before swine. She quotes Jesus at me. I'm like, what's that mean? She's like, I don't want to just make fodder or mo- you to make fun of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm one of the guys that'll say before it happened, like, what's five weeks from today? Because we record this on September 25th. Oh, so they're predicting right after the election? Yeah. So that's when they're predicting. And... And she goes, you know, I don't want to be made fun of, and I don't want you to be misquote me. So I said I won't quote her, but that's what we've she said. never misquoted anybody intentionally, at least. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, not on purpose. Misquote people all the time. <laughs> so my mom is part of the cabal that believes this is gonna happen, but she's also trying to pray to What's prevent. Cabal it. mean? Cabal means small group of leaders that are all like corrupt together. It sounds shady. Oh, it is crap. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they all kind of backdoor dealings, and then they say. So she's. Did you just inadvertently call your mom shady? Yeah, because they're all fucking corrupt, dude. All these fucking Christians. All of the anybody that asks for money to talk to God is corrupt. Yeah, that's flat out. Yeah, I almost can't live with myself. I'm very depressed from working there for the last two years. I'm quitting as soon as I can. Okay, so she thinks that we can prevent this catastrophe by praying hard enough. By and conveniently, you'll notice that they've predicted a catastrophe, and if it doesn't happen, God prevented it. So they can't lose. That's what I mean by cabal. Mm-hmm. You're, okay, God predicted it, so they, how, how is it not lose-lose? What if it doesn't happen? So if it doesn't happen, that guy's wrong, and he should be stoned to death, according to the Bible. Are they gonna? Uh, no, they won't, because they've never stoned a Will prophet. Will they shun him? I don't think so. I, think, I don't think I don't think so either. No, he'll be he'll be rewarded as a messenger that prevented us from getting this catastrophe. How did he prevent it? Well, he warned us. Then we prayed. Then God didn't do oh, it. Oh, the prayer! <laughs> right. 
I forgot there's that fucking there's loophole. Spi- spiritual warfare, Kyle. They're yeah. literally fighting against demons with their minds. Who's allowing the nukes? God! Fucking God! Or, actually, in their world, it would be... Demons? The, the demons, the devil, the f- evil forces, Which the God people that allowed abortion, the people that allowed homosexual marriage, yeah. all of that has brought down- Are they okay with just gay fucking? No, they're not. <laughs> well, you realize that happens more than marriage. I know, but at least we can legally not let them fuck. They want- Is marriage a biblical construct? Um, I don't think Uniquely? so. Uniquely? I don't think so. I think other cultures got married before the Bible, but there is I... marriage in the Bible. Yes. Um, Adam and Eve is the you know not Adam and Steve like it says in the Bible. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're the first marriage, the holy union. Got they were made to fit together. God took Eve from Adam. Do they claim that marriage is only? I know they only give examples of heterosexual marriage, but do they claim that marriage is only for men and women at some yes. point in the Bible? Oh yeah. Well, it, it like, does. the The very the the thing that God commands as he kicks us out of the Garden of Eden, is be fruitful and multiply, cover the earth. That's your whole job. Yes, I understand. But does does he say, and by the way, burn the fags. Yes. Don't let them get married. Yes, yes, yes. It says uh, in Leviticus 22. I just wondered, my point is, I wonder why marriage was where they drew the line. I know they can. No, no, no. Do not lie with another man. It's detestable. Kill those motherfuckers. I understand. No, it says that. But they don't, I think that, my point is, I think they only chose marriage because marriage is, Happening exclusively in churches for like the last hundreds no, of no, years. No, no, no. They used to burn, dude. The term "faggot." No, comes, I know where it comes from. But so they they're fully against it. But I mean, nowadays, the reason it's a talking point is because Christians. At least we can't allow it under the law, right? They like. That's so, what I was getting at. Okay, and then. Some of them want the people to go, like police, to go into people's house and drag them out and at least throw them in jail. And some of them want... In jail? In all men prison? <laughs> yeah. I right? And some of them actually want to kill gay people. Yeah, I would that's... say most of them don't. Yeah, there's a few out there. Yeah, for sure. There's a few sure. out there of everything. That's, but... the, that's the danger of the fundamentalist. That's the danger of having a book 3,000 years old that the... Real Christians, like you always say, the ones that really believe it, can go point to this verse says, that guy deserves to die. I think those people are probably the most, I mean, the dumbest. The people who believe it wholeheartedly, because they just don't, not smart enough to rationalize their own thoughts on anything, so they just go to the Bible so often they never second-guessed it. It's insanity. But they're also the most virtuous. So you hear to her first, if the New York gets nuked, Five weeks from September 25th, uh, we called it. So it's just New York City. Um, nuclear attack on the East Coast. He said, I saw New York oh, okay. in a ball of flames. Right. See, you, they always call them those qualifiers, too, mm-hmm. right? Let's say there's a nuke on the East Coast, and he's like, New York in a ball of flames. And there's always, always the possibility that it's for 200 years from now. If ever New York... It's so this guy dies, well, fi- nothing happens. Can you say 15 days or... Oh, he did say five weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. That's true. Five weeks. There was. There's other people, though. Like, the Revelation has the world ending and this and that. And then pe- people like Genghis Khan was supposed to be the Antichrist. Attila Hun was supposed to be the Antichrist. Genghis Khan kind of seemed like the Antichrist. Um, sure. Yeah. I'm the, dude, he even called himself, I am the punishment of God. If you had not sinned, why would God send a punishment like me upon you? That is fucking dope. <laughs> that is psychotic. <laughs> But somehow awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I admire and like 
think ancient conquerors are cool, but at the same time, I love the bad guy. Don't want to hurt I love anybody. The bad guy character. And I think that everyone should be nice. That's because that's because we've we've gone soft, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but okay, not into in modern day drone striking airstrikes, like just getting exploded. Back when you had to go fucking kill somebody by hand, like melee combat is the only form of honorable and combat. Drink their blood. Yeah, all that shit. Like Fuck if you yeah, had to go dude. collect some foreskins, like David did. Eat a baby's heart before you go into battle, completely butt naked. Attila the Hun dipped his arrows into the bellies of pregnant women into human embryos. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, <laughs> hey. Like. All into one, or did he the one for you? I don't know. And one that's, for you? I, that's the sentence I I read. That's okay? fucked up. They used to dip their arrows in the bellies of pregnant women. That is the most poisonous part of a woman. <laughs> Everybody knows. So, do you remember what we read about last week, Kyle? Which was yesterday. The oh, long the poem, ass the song the, of yeah, David. The, so yeah. we read that little whole long song. We got through it, and I hyped relentlessly. David and his mighty men. Right before we get there, we have Second Samuel 23, the last words of David. All right. These are the last words of David. The oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of man, exalted by the Most High. The man appointed by God of Jacob, Israel's singer of songs. The spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His tongue, oh, sorry, the, his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke, the rock of Israel said, when one rules over men in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. Is not my house right with God? Has he not made with me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured every part? Will he not bring fruition to my salvation? And grant me my every desire. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered, which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. And those Is that another are, poem? Yeah, that's the last oh, words okay. of David. Uh, I didn't have time in my busy week to figure out what that means, nor do I really give a shit, because no. the next part is what I like. Um, I can't believe we saved that little part for this week. <laughs> What? No, this part. David's no, th- that little poem. Oh, yeah. I mean... It doesn't matter. <laughs> Here we are. I was just like, I was so amped up, to, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about. This is I was last like, word. this is the story, Caleb likes? Basically, no. Basically, that meant, um, so, look at my life. I've prospered everywhere. That's clearly God. I spoke God's words. God spoke through me. All my Everything I did was good. Everything that I didn't do, that my enemies did, was bad. I'm awesome. God's awesome. We're awesome. Okay? Sick. And now they list the exploits of David's mighty men. 2 Samuel 23, verse 8. <clears throat> These are the names of David's mighty men. Josheb Hasabeth, a Tehachemanite, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. 800. 800 guys with a spear in one So counter. they're listing their baseball card stats right now? Yeah, but... That's all, pretty dope. But, I mean, just think about the absurdity. Oh, of in one battle. In one encounter. One time. Does it count if you go around and people are all half dead and you give them, like, one last poke? I would even count that. Yeah, me too. Still 800, 800 in a day? Yeah, you're right. Even that. 
I mean, all the numbers. I think I've said this before, but you know that like schoolyard thing where whatever how many guy how many people a guy said he's had sex with you divide it by three and how many girls divide that by three hundred. You times it by three. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every number in the Bible, divide by at least 100. So that guy was chief of the three. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai the Ahite. As one of the three mighty men, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines at Pass Danim for battle. Then the men of Israel retreated, but he stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. So imagine they're fighting, and everyone starts to run away, and he stands there like Thor in the Marvel movies, like with millions of aliens or whatever, and he fights till his hand is frozen to his sword. He can't release it. His grip is too tight, and he kills everybody. Yeah. Kills everybody. And the army returns only to strip the dead, because he killed everybody by himself. That's fucking amazing, but... When you don't add detail or significance and be like, this guy did a literally impossible thing, it doesn't sound cool to me. You know what I mean? It did to me when I was 10, 13, like 50. Like started- earlier when they were describing shit, like when, um, who is it? The people that, the two people, uh, jo- Josh, jo- Joshua and Caleb, the two spies? That went after, no, the two people that went up the hill and fought the whole army in the darkness and everything. That's D- David and this guy. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there's D- Jonathan and his armor bearer did that once. Yeah, that's what I was talking and about. And another time, David and him went together to taunt them, to bring them back to the army, but then the army fled, and he fought them all by himself. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, when you add all the fucking details, and it seems sweet, but hey, this guy killed a billion people at once. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like to me. I mean, it is like that. Yeah, I know. 800 with his own spear it's... in one encounter. And, as, but like, What do you think the most is possible? believe that, Kyle. Is it 800 versus one, or is it an army fine, and him? Fine, an army and him. What do you think the most anyone's ever killed in one-on-one combat? Well, I know that the most confirmed kills that we have today is the Finnish sniper, Simu Haipa. I meant with hand-to-hand combat. Okay, I mean, estimating. Let's talk about the Battle of Cannae when the uh, Hannibal surrounded fifty to 70,000 Romans, but they had to kill them all by hand, and it took all day. So, an army of 50,000 surrounding 70,000, average it out. I'm not going to do the math in my head. You know, average it out five is to 1.2 a person. Okay, so <laughs> let's say the guy that got way more than average got 100? Yeah. Do you like think he it, killed 100? Maybe he did kill 100 in a day. Probably 100. But that's a situation where you have them lock the fuck down. And you're yeah. just encroaching slowly. I mean, and are they all soldiers? Like, he killed 800 soldiers in a day? Like, I know the Mongols, when they would take it a town... It doesn't count women and children? Yeah. like the Because then, sure. The Mongols would take a town, and then they would divide all the town up into lines equal of three. I was counting soldiers. And each soldier had to kill, you know, be it 10, 20, 30, 50 people and bring all their ears and collect them does in a Does that sack. say soldiers in there, or does that say people? It says he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. When you say so, men, it seems like soldiers. Soldiers, yeah. yeah. All right. That's mythical. Did he ride it on its unicorn? <laughs> yeah, probably. Might as well, at this point. His spear was With the his horse. flaming sword <laughs> that's actually a strap-on dildo, and he was fucking everyone to death. <laughs> that's what actually happened. Verse 11. Next to him, Eleazar, was Shema, the son of Agi, the Herite. 
When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them, but Shema took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. During the harvest time, three of the thirty chief men came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while, at, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephraim. At the time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. <laughs> so the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. And so they, they fought through to get David water? Yeah. And he didn't ask anybody when, oh, like a passive-aggressive. Uh, um, I think that oh, when they say, I wish. oh, I think it's like... Yeah, wishful thinking, but it's not like whining. It's, it's just like, talking out loud. If only that's like the thing. Oh, you know what I fucking want more than anything in the world? Some water from Bethlehem. Le- read that as they're surrounded. They have they're running out of supplies, and David's like, "Fuck what I would give for if, a drink." If those people could fight out to get water and, and fight their way back, back in. Right? Theoretically, you could defeat them all. <sighs> Unless those are your three unbelievably best men, and the rest of the people suck. Well, the last the, these are so there's the thir- the three with whom I just described, mm-hmm. and they all have their thing, and then there's the thirty, and then there's like the eight, the hundred. So these guys are from the thirty. So they have yes, it's like a ranking but, of how awesome you are. Yeah, and also, why not bring those the three and kill eight hundred each and fucking win that day? Dude, no shit, you already at their back. Get the water if you can break through. Just start fucking killing them. And then you'll hate this the most. We've already read this before. Um, So they carried it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it for me, O Lord, to do this, he said. It is not the blood of men. It is... Is it not the blood of men who went at risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. So he's like, I'm not going to drink this because you because risk your life. Because people risked their lives? Yeah. But now they did it for nothing. Exactly. They still risked their he, lives. And he poured it out in front of them. It's for my homie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Such were the exploits. So he did it to please God? It's I don't know. And it, So obviously whenever they wrote Was that. Was he trying to gain God's favor while because he's being surrounded by... God, hey God, you look thirsty. Obviously, when they wrote that, wouldn't God drink out of it? Like, if God did exist and He needed water, there's water pouring onto the ground constantly. Yeah, He used it to flood the earth once. I don't, it makes no sense. Obviously, when that was written, that would be considered like it's a huge sacrifice. Could you believe the king would send out, risk three men to get a drink of water, and then they would be like, "But David didn't drink it. That's how noble he is." That's what it, I don't. You can't. I don't. I don't understand that at all. Well, because you're from 2020, and they're from fucking 700 BCE. That's why you don't that understand sometimes. that. Yeah. Okay? They had the different senses of values back then. But he did not drink it. And everyone goes, noble David. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> it would have been no- more noble if he gave it to the three people that just went and got it. Yeah, right? That seems fair. Yeah. Hey, you got you it. You drink it. the water. That If that actually happened, I'd be like... That's actually pretty dope. <laughs> he realized he fucked up. He's making right for it. You earned this. Here you go. So such were the, th- the exploits of the three mighty men. 
Verse 18, Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zerai, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and he also became as <clears throat> famous as the three. What a pussy. He, was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. So they had the three. Abishai was as great as the three. Just the three best friends. Only, <laughs> that anybody could have. <laughs> So imagine, have you seen that meme of the guy on the podium with the uh, bottle of champagne holding up the medal with his middle fingers up? No. And then it zooms out and he's on like the bottom of 10 podiums with people above him. Oh, okay. That's funny. That's kind of Abishai. He's like, you know, beneath the three, but I'm as great as the three. In fact, I was in charge of the three. Also, you didn't kill as many people. in one, At one time. That's true. Him and Joab did all the dirty work for David. Anytime there was a job that needed to be done, Abishai and Joab were on the case. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant fighter from Kabzeel who performed great exploits. He struck down two of Moab's best men. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. <laughs> also, he did that. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Johia. I mean, those are kind of cool stories. That's dope. Yeah. They, he somehow, like, snatched, so a giant Egyptian gets the spear and kills him with it. Uh, I mean, it's not magical. That, that, that one's believable, right? Yeah, he took uh, a weapon away from somebody and killed him with it. Yeah, he killed that a lion all a, the time. Killed a lion in a pit. But we went from this guy killed eight hundred men at one time to yeah. like more believable stories. I don't know why my dad told me this when I was young. He was like, "Never bring a knife to a fight." I don't know why he told me that. Because, but the, I, I not like I was going to. Yeah, you know. But it's not like I had a bunch of knives. I guess I do now. <laughs> but how sharp are they? Yeah. I mean, because the obvious reason He's, is you, you get that away from you. Yeah, you've escalated it, and now you lose it. Someone else can it's get to it. The death. And yeah, yeah, to the death. My favorite author, Jorge Luis Borges, is an wow. Argentinian guy, Argentinian, and he only writes short stories. And he that only guy writes, fucks for sure. Um, he's a blind old librarian, so maybe not. But he only writes about labyrinths, the infinite permutations of time, and knife fights. And one of my <laughs> one of my favorite stories is I guess when you're just thinking all the time and you don't see actually anything replicated in front of you. Well, this was in You can write about labyrinths, you can imagine it. The 18-1900s. So when the cowboys had the Wild West in America with mm -hmm. guns and cowboys and Indians and stuff, the Argentinian cowboys had kind of a similar thing, but they fought with knives instead of guns. They were called gauchos and they would have like those big ponchos which they would take off and wrap around their arms and knife fight instead of gunfight and it was the wild west in argentina it's pretty cool so one of my one of my story one of my stories i like i can't remember the title of it but they're in a bar and these guys exchange insults and he doesn't really want to fight this guy but he knows he can take him and then the guy stands up and throws a knife down at his feet and on instinct he picks it up and just realized he killed himself by picking up that knife if he had not picked up the life, he could he would have had the honor to fight without knives. And now he's got to walk out on the street and knife fight this guy. <laughs> oh shit! And the guy that throws you a knife fucking knows how to knows knife. how to knife fight. Yeah. God damn. I love. And that he story. can't be a bitch back in the day. No, and that, that, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like, I guess I'm dying guess for I'm, honor. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I've gotten my ass kicked for honor many times. Don't <laughs> You might be the most 
most honorable man I know. <laughs> my forehead says, says yeah. that much. <laughs> Your ever expanding forehead. <laughs> Although I don't I don't think I'd die for honor. It depends what kind of honor. Kill for honor. I think that's a man of war song. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they you don't understand it the whole time though. No, they sing in uh, high falsetto. Yeah. So where were we? Uh, Benaya, so he t- so he killed the Egyptian with his own spear. spear. Such were the exploits of Benaya, son of Jehia. He too was as famous as the three mighty men. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three. So this is kind of hilarious, like you said about baseball cards. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just, uh, he's in the thirty. He's like better than the thirty, but not in the three. Like he's like right there with like superhero. If you're ranking like superhero powers, yeah. they they did this like like twelve year old boys. Like okay, so who would you rather have on your side, Benaya? Hell yeah, Eleazar for sure. or Abishai? And then he's like Abishai, dude, because Abishai was the commander of the three, even though he wasn't in the three. Just getting in Superman versus Batman arguments yeah, about biblical yes, characters. This old Jews just talking about this, like or like I mean, ancient Jews, but young kids probably talked about this all the time. It's like Spider Man versus Batman, but you're in New York City. Abishai versus Eleazar, dude. Who do you got? <laughs> who do you got? Is it a spear or a sword fight? You know. Because he took the spear from the Egyptian, so he'd probably beat him with a spear, you know? Did you ever do that? Not to this extent, but we talked about, like, we all pretend... I can see that happening in We pretended we were mighty men, and we'd run into the forest and have stick sword fights and stuff. And I'd be like, I'm fucking... I would always be Caleb, even though he's not in the Mighty Men, but yeah. he killed giants back. So I'm like, I'm. we'd all play our literal Bible names. That's awesome. So Judah would be Judah, Joab would be Joab, Caleb would be Caleb, and Simeon would be Simeon. And, and Vashni would... <laughs> Get the fuck inside! <laughs> go, sl- go strip in front of Dad. <laughs> Vashni had to strip in front of the king and then she had her head cut off. Yeah, we'll, we'll read that <laughs> Jesus story. Jesus Christ! I was like, where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Simeon, remember... Simeon and I think it was Judah did the first act of Israel where they got the, the, the neighbors to cut off their foreskins and they snuck it in the night and stabbed them all to death. Yeah. Joab was God David's damn. general. Caleb was a slayer of giants. And we all t- thought this was awesome. And we all thought that we had like Bible powers. Is that why your girlfriend's taller than you? Probably. <laughs> slayer of giants. <laughs> I have a gr- Man, I feel like such a nerd these days whenever I'm like. You know, I've I've met a few new people and like I've been taught, has said, you know, mentioned my girlfriend and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, she's Swedish. You haven't met her. She lives in Sweden. Yeah. She's really pretty. It's like, yeah, my that's like in middle school. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. I met her over summer. She yeah. lives in she lives she in America. A different school. She lives in Seattle. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We met at camp. I really have been feeling like that a, a couple times. Oh, you, why, don't you, why don't you bring her out? You Call kind her. of are like that. I, I know, but <laughs> the, the exact, like, phone her up or bring her out. I'm like, no, she's she doesn't live in Europe or in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> she's totally real, too. Uh, it sounds like you met her online at this point. Like, I in mean, the world we live in? Yeah. But you go, oh, now my girl's in Sweden. Sounds like you're dating. Do you guys send your, do you guys text every day? Uh yeah, we message every day. Aww. We never send dick pics if that's what you're gonna ask or I dirty pics. But really though, never. That's weird. I mean, I've seen her naked a bunch of times. Yeah, you know what though? Here's the thing: when I got like or like sexy pictures or news from my girlfriends, I never wanted to look at the old ones. 
No. I want to look at the new ones. ones. Yeah. And also, I want to think you're taking that right now. You know what really you're doing? <laughs> Everybody's doing those? Showing their guy friends. Yeah. <laughs> look how hot my girlfriend is. Hell yeah. And I probably wouldn't show you guys. Well, here's the thing. I, I would show you, but Camilla would hate me if I showed you, so I can't show you. I wouldn't even want to see, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you know I'll, what I mean? I'll look at your no, girlfriend naked. Sure. Camilla's hot, but that would be so weird for me. Yeah. I have such a weird thing, according to everyone else, but other people's girlfriends. Like, like some people ask me- Because you treat women like property, so that's that guy's property, so you don't fucking look at that guy's car. Well, you made it way worse. <laughs> I was thinking that it was a nice thing, but it could- I'm fucking with you, dude. But it could be that. <laughs> Who knows? No, God it damn. is. It's a respect thing. What it really is is a respect thing. It's an honor. Well, that's thing. what I thought. So, like me, but and now you... that you articulate it the other way, it's hard for me to disagree. <laughs> well, me and you are friends, <clears throat> and because you respect me, you wouldn't want to dishonor me by looking at my girlfriend, right? Or like have to see her. Like, if I w- didn't know your fucking girlfriend, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, show me. But the fact that we hang out and shit, yeah, and just that I saw her naked or topless, yeah, or something. Here's the thing: Camille probably wouldn't care. If she I, would care. Of, oh. She's kind of a private person about stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she doesn't care about a lot of things. She doesn't. She wouldn't care <clears throat> if you happen to see her naked. She that's would what care I was kind of. That's I what I kind of meant. Showing you pictures. Yes, that's way worse. Yeah. Also, I like never her top came anyone... off when she jumped in the lake one time, and it was Wouldn't... hilarious. But oh, she's not yeah. like that embarrassed Th- about that's it. That's what I mean. But also, I've never, uh, I've never shown pictures. I guess every guy has shown, but I've never shown pictures of my girlfriend. Yeah. Because that seems insane. While to you me. were dating. Yeah, and that seems insane to me. Or even after. But, like, girls I was just hooking up with, you're sending me nudes, showing the boys. They're <laughs> going, right now. They're going fu- up on my OnlyFans. <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a genius OnlyFans. That's probably illegal. That's probably half of them, dude. No, an OnlyFans <laughs> where it's just uh, nudes from the girls you're banging. So it's a guy's OnlyFans, <laughs> but they're just nudes from the girls he's banging, so they're always different chicks. New new podcast idea. That's fucking genius. Auditory news. I wish I was that much of a coxman so I could get that done. Coxman. Can't. Isn't that a great word? Uh, yes, it is. So that's actually the end of the exploits. The thing is, it's not the end of the exploits, because later in the Bible, there's more uh, versions of this and extra. Oh, okay, we're done. Next week on the podcast... Uh, David counts his fighting men, and then we are into the book of First Kings, everybody. So, what's uh, the book of First Kings? It's uh, it's about Solomon's reign. Right after David came, his the wisest man in the Bible with a thousand fucking wives, dude. Solomon's the one, the Solomon, the Solomon we know already, or a new one? Um, that was uh, Samuel. Oh, right. Was the prophet? I've Solomon. heard of King Solomon. I think you have. Because he built the temple, and he's the guy that he's the wise man of the Bible. He had three hundred wives and seven hundred concubines. I like how people get smarter the more uh, closer you get to recent, like the more recent the stories get, the smarter everyone gets. Oh, that's there's no correlation there. <laughs> dur, dur. Um, did you learn anything today, Kyle? Did I learn anything? We talked about Do I so- ever learn anything? <laughs> I don't know why I asked. I mean, yeah, I guess learn is a weird. Yeah, sure. I learned that there's a bunch of people that killed a make-believe amount of amount of soldiers that everyone thinks is cool when you're 12. And people I still that. believe into adulthood. I mean, at least it's theoretically possible. Maybe they were child soldiers, and he was just mowing them down. That would, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they they were like, you know, it was a final last stand of the Philistines, and it's just like they send out the old men and children. Yeah, and he's like, to get me fucking eight hundred. 
Get me my stabbing spear. I'm putting some fucking notches on this thing today. <laughs> and he's just like, one notch. And then, like, at the end of the battle, they're like, how many notches? He's like, I don't know. I'm guessing over 500. You know, I find this hard to believe because you ever do these, like, these thought experiment games? Like, how many, how many eight-year-old kids could you kill before they killed you? What if you had a hundred attacks? And, and they're, they're and they're like they're coordinated, as in they're all working together. They're not working together because they're eight, but they are attacking you angrily. Okay. And there's eight hundred of they them. Have weapons? No weapons. You don't have weapons. I either. think I could stop. You eight hundred fucking what? Like what age now are we talking about? 10, 12 year olds. Eight. I think like thirteens where I start eight years to get old. A, eight year olds. I you just fucking pump them. You run away, dude. You got tired running up and down the stairs. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Fair you kill 800 kids. Fair enough. You couldn't punt 10 footballs without without being short of breath. I mean, let alone smash 800 skulls. You fucking idiot. Uh, point taken. I have no counterpoint. <laughs> 10, 10, then. 10. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I could pro for sure. I, I always go back to 20 year sure old rugby do, shape, and I'm thinking 800. I for sure could do 40 or 50. Yeah. For I, sure. I feel like if you run away, let them chase you, you and then turn tired around. You would get just him, fucking up. Just like sweep the windmill kick like 12 and then jog 10 steps back. I'm not capable of windmill kicking 12 kids. Are you? I feel like I am. <laughs> I don't think you are. Have you seen? There's a there's a video of uh, like three Japanese professional soccer players mm -hmm. versus 100 kids, I think it yes. is. And the kids just ball chase around and the yeah. guys just like. Ever so slowly drag him around the field and kick the ball. Sure. So that's in my head. I'm like, I could do that. Well, you would need sick cardio because they're slower than you. Yeah. So you'd have to create distance and fuck them up. But that's what I mean. I feel like I could do that in shape. 800 at, times? At 20, I could do it. No fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. 800 times? How long do you think it would take just the mechanics of it? Like all day, four hours, five hours, six hours for eight hundred, depending well, I, on the strategy I, you have. I, so, like, I so my strategy: jog away, turn around, kick. Dude, I I'm throwing knees and bows for the first five minutes, right? Just, just carnage. Just, just just like just like I'm doing power lifts. I'm just fucking elbows how, how and knees. How tough are these kids? Like, are you intimidating? Like, does you stomp a kid in the face? They're and the kid behind it. They're, go? Eight, they're eight year old athletes. Okay, just like you're an athlete. You're twenty. They're eight year old athletes. But I mean, is so they're fucking. Can children. you crush their will to resist? If you violently no, rip some kid's no, jaw off no, his face, no, no will to resist. Okay, they're, they're coming at you. They're zombies. They're coming at. They're not zombies, but they're coming at you. What I mean by that is relentless. Well, I'm trying to prove a point. They're coming at you. Because yeah. here's the thing: if we think eight year olds, it would take, like, in our best shape we've ever been. <laughs> 800 seems impossible to me in my mind. You seem to think you could do it. You could... But extrapolate that up into adults. Oh, yeah. It's, it's impossible. And the number goes to fucking three. And you're t let's like talk about practical reality. If you're in a fight. Stepping over corpses, piling up corpses. That's, yeah. The whole thing is fucked. You trip once. <laughs> Kyle's you're <laughs> fucked, dude. Kyle's eyebrows right now. Dude, you trip once and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just uh, swarm they you, swarm jump you. you, and then they're fucking eye gouging, biting yeah, your neck, all everything. the stuff. Then you're fucking dead. I mean, earlier in the Bible, we read about Samson who killed a thousand Philistines with a donkey's jawbone in an afternoon. Yeah, that seems like magic, though. See, that was like magic, you know? Like donkey's <laughs> jawbone? Go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's just magic. You did something magical at that point. If it's legit weapons in a real fight... You know? How did the jawbone be so durable to smash a It thousand? wouldn't. That's why it's magic. 
It's magic. It wouldn't. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> He's got a toothpick left at the end. He's got what? Just like it wouldn't break immediately. On the first it's not even like an effective stabbing fully weapon. Fully armored Philistines, yeah, by the way. And he was tied up with ropes. He busted out of the ropes and killed a thousand. Yeah, it's magic. <sighs> See, that's magic. But if you have actual weapons in a real fight, there's no way. With he... a spear, I think you get a lot, a significantly amount. Okay, more. let's put this. Back then, best fighter that ever existed, right? Eleazar, Abishai. No, with, not within the Bible, within history that we know. Well, right. There's the I legend who of, the of the Viking best... on Stamford Bridge that killed uh, like a hundred or eighty or something like that. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. But that's a choke point. Yeah, I choke guess. Point. I guess there could be one here too. Yeah, let's assume. Well, yeah, we have to. We have to. Assume. I mean, we don't because. There's, there isn't any back the, the then. One, the, not... guy, the guy in the lentil field, there was no choke point. He's in a fucking field. You were, you were going to assume no choke point because they didn't s- suggest any of that. No. Right? So he did 150 at, let's say that's pretty fucking unbelievable, godlike. Yeah. Best of all time. Godlike. Right? Mighty man. One and, of the three. <laughs> and, we're, and we're supposed to assume that let's dress up fucking farmers and... Farmers and teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. How many of those could you send at somebody at once? Like the best, that guy that killed 150. How? What would be the tipping point for him? I mean, I, I don't even know how probably to say that. Probably 100. Yeah. Probably 100. Out in the field? At a choke point? Probably 300. So double what he <laughs> yeah. did before. Yeah. And this guy killed 800 in God knows what circumstances with God knows what caliber of soldier. Like legit soldier. Yeah. They're implying the way they got the Viking on Stamford Bridge was they couldn't beat him. So they ha- they uh, sent two guys in a barrel with a spear and floated under and stabbed him in the groin from underneath. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And and he knew he was doomed. He was defending his fr- his like basically his warriors his troop his brothers to get on the ships so they're loading the ships like let's get the fuck out of here oh, they were leaving him no matter what yeah, and he's like let's go motherfuckers i till like one v one me nerds that is so badass yeah i don't think i have the constitution to do that but that is dope especially hand to hand and like you said tiring and stuff he was able to let his whole uh army get away he get, he made enough time you guys go, I'll distract him. I like how the real story was they just left him there and then people asked what happened to them. So oh, they're like, killed- oh yeah, we he killed, he was so heroic. It was badass. We didn't murder him and leave him to die. <laughs> he was <laughs> heroic. I mean, that's the obvious conclusion. Um, Do we get any emails this week, Kyle? No? no. not No emails? So I was literally signaled to you. Is we're, not, we're not reading any. Okay. I mean, Kyle tries to give me signals, but I only go with the format. So no matter what he signals. <laughs> I pointed to the, and the fucking email. No. Yeah, God damn and it. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, we have emails, but I'm not. We're not today. No. All right. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to email, it's Bible Email us a solid question. Uh, solid question, Bible question, dumb question. If you want to. You can you wanna, ask us non-biblical you questions. give us some random ass facts, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Hey, did you ever think about this? No, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Ask a fucking question, and you'll get an answer. If you want to reference something we did and correct us, I don't even mind that. Also, the most for sure fire way is to fucking suck Kyle's little doinky a little bit at the beginning. Oh, yeah. If you want to go straight to the top of the list, <laughs> R.E. King of Darkness. <laughs> it's- 
Alright, Bible Beaters of Canada Comedy dot C A. Don't you be ashamed to scream at Dennis name. I'm gonna take you where the wine and honey flow forever. All the little girls that I see are gonna get down on their knees to pray.